Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Hey everyone, Seven Lamb has recently partnered with Voyage Media to produce a new anthology series called Fever Dreams, A Pulp Collection. The stories range from horror to sci-fi to thriller and really anything pulpy. In fact, next week is the new episode titled The Portal featuring Seven Lamb's own Jack Austin in the lead role. So go to feverdreamspodcast.com or search for Fever Dreams wherever you listen to podcasts. Thanks. Seven Lamb Productions presents End of All Hope Season 5 Episode 7 Mistakes Days passed, and we are now outside a small town known as Banning. Hey, look! What? My clothes! They're not all green and blue and yellow! (sighs) It's nice, isn't it? Yeah, I hated walking through that stuff. We still might have to, but at least it's clear over here. But not the town. We stopped, overlooking the town. The plant life was evident, but not as fully formed as what we had just walked through. Want to go a different way? Should we? I think so. LA is that way. We definitely want to avoid Los Angeles. Okay. So which way? (sighs) It'll take longer, but we should take 10 and head east. Then look for an old highway that heads north. Works for me, especially if it's clear. Hopefully it is. It's got to be better than LA. Okay. We didn't hop on the interstate, but stayed close to it, heading east. There was no plant life over here, and we hadn't seen any creatures since Hemet. You know, I've been to LA before. You have? Yeah, but I was young. Don't remember it too much. My aunt lived out there. We visited her once. She had a nice big house that overlooked the water. She must have had a lot of money. She did, but mom and her fought a lot, and eventually they stopped talking. Which sucks because I wanted to visit her again. I remember swimming in her pool. She had a slide and everything. I'm an only child, but I've had some falling outs with other family members. It sucks. Mom never really told me what it was about, but I think it had to do with money. 
I wish mom had talked to me about it. Your mom was probably just trying to protect you by not telling you. Especially if it was money trouble. Well, I think it had to do with granddad's will. Sometimes it can be nice to have siblings. Especially if you look out for one another. But other times... Well, I've heard some horror stories. I'm glad I'm an only child. All my friends who have sisters and brothers, all they do is complain. Yeah, but things can change over time. Did they for you? I told you, Bree. I don't have any siblings. No, but you said you had a falling out with family. Like you, my dad wasn't really present. And when he was, I wished he wasn't. And my mom was overbearing, especially after the split. Fought with her quite a bit. I couldn't wait to move out when I did. Oh. And there was some other stuff as well. But maybe I'll save that for another time. Okay. But you still hope to find your mom, don't you? Of course. I want her to be safe. I want her and Scott to be together. And hopefully waiting for me in Bodega Bay. I hope they are. I am sorry about your mom, Bree. I'm sorry about everything you've been through. None of this is easy on anyone. And it's not going to get much better. And for someone who's only 16? I, uh, I lied. What? I'm, I'm not 16. You're not? I'm 14. But I'll be 15 soon. <laughs> what? Why would you lie about that? I was worried if I told you guys the truth, you would feel like you needed to take care of me. Oh, wow. Sorry. You don't have to be sorry. So, you said 16 because you thought... I thought I could pass for 16. I knew you wouldn't believe me if I said 18. Your age wouldn't have changed anything, Bray. I realize that now. Again, sorry. <laughs> it's okay. Um, how old are you? Me? <laughs> I'm 25. Really? <laughs> no. But I think you're on to something. Who's gonna know if we're telling the truth? <laughs> Then I'll stay 16. And I will stay 25. military base was pretty large. Grant, one of the rangers who we talked to via radio, was showing us around. Tall aluminum panels combined with various wood planks helped form the walls of the base. You can see it's fortified. We haven't had a breach yet. A catwalk ran along the top of the inside. It reminded me of the purchase Roger had erected in the zone. <sighs> Damn it, Roger. <sighs> we were still waiting to see if he pulled through. He was out right now, and I had a look at him as he rested. He had to pull through. Right? Have you dealt with a lot of attacks? Sure. Creature and human. But did they get close? Only once. They weren't able to get through, though. Travis still had an air of skepticism about him. He seemed unsure of this whole thing. And you have two spotlights? Yeah, they're on opposite sides, and they work good. They spin 360 degrees. We noticed. This way. I can show you the gardens. The whole interior of the base was pretty open. Several vehicles in the center, large canvas tents, and a few small rooms that were built with concrete blocks and wood planks. 
Grant led us around the other side to show us two makeshift greenhouses. Several people were inside tearing up soil and planting seeds. We just built these a little over a week ago. Thought you had food rations. We do, plenty. Those sheds over in the west corner, all packaged food. But we figured we should try to be more sustainable because we'll eventually run out. You do supply runs? All the time. Slate, Keaton, and his wife all do runs. And for more than just food, too. Tools, toiletries, everything. I can't believe the military would abandon this place. We speculate they came to the realization that the army wasn't going to be able to reestablish control. Yet they should have realized that the moment those creatures burst from the meteors. Instead of quarantining people? Yeah, all that did was cause more problems. I agree, but hey, it ended up working out for us. He motioned to the base around him as two kids ran by and passed the greenhouses. Hey, guys, be careful. And you said you have about 20 people here? Exactly 20. We were afraid about sharing that information in case you guys planned on taking over. Just then, the scruffy-looking man wearing jeans and a tee who had been introduced earlier as Luke walked over. He pulled his sunglasses down, wiped them, and whispered something to Grant. There a problem? <sighs> I, I, I stand corrected. There's actually only 19 of us now. They just finished burying Carl. Me, Chris, Annie, and even Travis shared a look of concern. The awkwardness was palpable. We're sorry about your friend. Yes, well, that doesn't help us now, does it? Hey, maybe if- Travis. Travis backed off and diverted his gaze. It was a mistake on both sides. I'm not too sure about that. They were the ones skulking around the base at night. Yes, well, maybe we still shouldn't adopt a shoot first, ask questions later mentality. Grant, you need to come say something. Naomi and Carl were close. Fine. Will you guys be okay? Take your time. He nodded in appreciation. Then him and Luke walked around the side of one of the large canvas tents. Nice to know they trust us enough to leave us alone. Please. That guy up there has been watching us the whole time. Travis pointed up to the catwalk, where a man with an M4 carbine stood staring down at us. Can you blame them, Travis? You gonna act like what we did was wrong? We did kill one of their group. And they shot two of ours. And who knows if Roger will... Who knows if he makes it? And yet, here we are, taking a tour of the area like we're house hunting. Aren't we, though? We came to scope this place out. So, what? You trust them? I don't know, but they're willing to show us around after the fuck-up that was last night. Well, it doesn't feel normal. Things haven't been normal for a long time, Travis. What do you think, Mia? Chris? Don't ask us. This is your thing. So you're not going to give us input? Uh, you want it? Roger did. <sighs> it's a nice place. Bigger than I originally thought, but I don't know if it would hold everyone from the zone. If everyone comes. Eh, sure. Plus, it is more out in the open. I thought there would you know, be more cover. Well, there's the woods to the east and then the hills south of us. <sighs> I mean, sure, but that hardly seems enough. It allows for easier protection, though, I think. More visibility? Hmm. True. Chris? I agree with me as assessment. With the encroaching alien vegetation, this could be a viable option. They even have people who run for supplies here. Could be nice to be away from the city, too. Uh, hmm. Did I say all that? You were thinking it. What about the people? I don't know, Travis. None of us do. That's something we'd be taking a gamble on, but they're taking an even bigger gamble. You'd be bringing a hell of a lot more people than they have here but it seems like they want to build a community. We do. 
That was quick. I didn't know the guy too well. And Naomi, well, she's still struggling with the whole thing. Gave her some time to herself. Again, we're sorry about that. We can keep passing sorries around, but it isn't going to change anything. The only thing we can do is move forward. Do you guys have any other questions about the base? Yeah, but honestly, we can't make any decisions until we find out about Roger. I understand. In the meantime, maybe we can get you something to eat and discuss more about our plans for this place. How about that? We all nodded in agreement and followed Grant towards the nearest canvas tent. It was nice not having to deal with the alien plant life, but I knew that it would eventually return. At least for now, it was pleasant and freeing. Bree? I spun around to see her looking into the back window of an SUV. What are you looking for? Nothing. I just... I saw a cage. A cage? Look! I cut my hands against the glass so I could see inside. In the back, a metal dog crate. It's empty. I know, but I wanted to make sure. Honestly, Bree, you probably shouldn't look for things like that. Might not always be a pretty sight. I know, but if there was a dog inside, I'd want to help it, wouldn't you? I thought back on the raccoon in the abandoned and charred zone Mark and I had stumbled upon. Of course, but I don't know if any animal would still be alive in these vehicles. It looks like they've been here a while. Oh, yeah. So, Bree, what kind of dog was... Ziggs? He was a German Shepherd Collie mix. He was cute. We got him from a friend who moved out of the country. They couldn't take him? I guess not. And he was still pretty young. Like two. So Mom said we could keep him. I always wanted a dog anyway. I like dogs. Always favored them to cats. Me too. My friend Holly had three cats. They were okay, I guess. But dogs are way better. Especially Ziggs. But honestly, I do like all animals. Me too. One of the reasons I found joy in environmental work. Did you have a dog? I know your mom did. I did when I was little. Had three. But they all passed not long after I moved out and went to college. Haven't had one since. But I've been so busy, and I was always traveling for work. I get that. That's why mom was iffy at first. She wasn't sure if she wanted the responsibility, but I told her I'd help and I did. I always hated using the past tense when referring to loved ones, and I think Brielle did too. She instantly dropped her gaze to the ground in front of her. I miss him. I know. Hopefully he's okay somewhere. Yeah, but probably not, right? Not necessarily. Animals are pretty capable and forced to survive, even in new environments. Happens all the time. Yeah, but he's a pet. True, but he's a German Shepherd mix. Those are strong and smart dogs. I... I think he's dead. Like Mom. I wasn't sure what to say to that, so instead I remained silent and we pressed on.
The sun was quickly dropping, and we needed to find a place to sleep. We had been doing well with abandoned homes, so we figured we would try to find another suitable place to rest for the night. What about that? Too big, and it looks run down. Brielle had pointed out an old warehouse that was missing part of its roof, but further down, I noticed a home with two vehicles sitting in the driveway. Maybe that one, but we should be careful. Okay. I noticed several more houses down the road, so if this one didn't work out, we would have options. Hey, do you hear that? Hear what? Brielle was looking up at the sky. Ship? I don't think so. I could hear it now, too. It's a plane. Do you see it? No. I shielded my eyes from the setting sun as I searched the sky. There it is! Brielle pointed to the east. I saw it now. It was moving towards us, but there was no way whoever was piloting could see us. It was too high up. Do you think it's the military? No, that's a biplane. What's he doing? I don't know. But whoever's flying seems to know how. We watched the plane arc and turn, heading north, eventually becoming a black speck against the cloudless blue sky. Come on, Bree. Let's check out the house. The house may have been intact, but we weren't sure if it was safe. And on our approach, the first sign of worry was evident in the front lawn. Several dead shriekers. We made our way up the gravel driveway. There's a lot of them. Yeah, and the front door is open. Should we try another place? Let's see. I doubt anyone is staying here. Ah! I spun around to see Brielle running forward. It's alive! There was a shrieker hanging out halfway from under the truck. But while it was alive, it hardly moved. I walked up to the creature and looked into its sunken eyes that stared blankly at me. Its lips parted slightly. The scrawny fingers wiggled, but it wasn't capable of grabbing. It was now weak and frail and barely clinging to life. It's dying. Looks like it. Did somebody shoot it? While there are plenty of scratches running along its bare chest and legs, it didn't have any other injuries. It looks starved. What if it tries to eat us? I don't think they eat people. At least, I've never seen them do it. They bite, attack. That's it. Then what does it eat? I don't know. It grabbed at my leg. Told you, Bree. You gotta be careful. This one is weak, but if it was a little stronger, it could have bitten you. I thought they were all dead. I know. Me too. Lesson learned. Come on. We left the creature as it was and went inside the house. Should I shut the door? No, but keep watch. I'm going to check out the house. Okay. It didn't take long to explore the two-bedroom, one-story home, which was a total mess. But most of the windows were intact, and one of the bedrooms was relatively clean. And there were no shriekers, dead or alive, inside. I think it's safe. 
I don't see any signs that people have been here recently. Okay. You can uh, shut the door now. Me and Chris entered the medical tent where a woman named Emmy sat on a foldable chair by Roger's cot. Night had come and we got word that Roger probably didn't have much longer. The news was like a punch to the gut. I felt, I felt absolutely sick. I didn't want to believe it, but then I saw him. He definitely looked worse. He's still conscious, but he's not doing good. He's lost a lot of blood. Emmy was the wife of one of the rangers, a guy named Keaton. Does that mean? It means talk to him now while you can. She left me and Chris alone. For some reason, I felt nervous. You should talk to him. Um, I I should wait for Travis. Forget Travis. Talk to him, Mia. Wait, where are you going? I think you should do this alone. Their medical tent was really three separate canvas tents pieced together. Several operating tables and cots lined the walls. But at the far end, near some equipment and cabinets, were three more cots. Roger lay on the middle one, shirtless, but wrapped in gauze. The gauze was soaked in blood, and his breathing was slow. Roger? He blinked a bit before fully opening his eyes. Hey, Mia. Glad you're okay. <laughs> Me? What about you? This, uh, this is nothing. I don't know about that, Roger. That's what I like about you, Mia. You never sugarcoat anything. Well, what'd that girl tell you? Who gives a shit what she says? <laughs> She's not a doctor. Well, she's been taking care of you. Oh, well, remind me to put her in my will. <laughs> we fucked up, didn't we? Not <laughs> necessarily. What do you mean? We found out this place is okay. <laughs> right? It is okay, isn't it? <laughs> Hell of a way to do it. Still got it done. Nice to know I was, I was able to before. Well... The idea that Roger knew this was the end for him put a lump in my throat and a pain in my chest. You can't die, Roger. (laughs) (laughs) Who the hell is going to help with the move? I heard Dean is okay. And Travis and Annie and Barry and Gail, they'll all help. (laughs) Travis is still skeptical. I don't doubt it, especially now. So, 
You think they should make the move? Roger? Sorry. It kind of hurts to talk. Oh. The lump in my throat was becoming more and more painful. I clenched my jaw and looked away, trying to fight back tears. Never would I think I would shed tears for this man, but as the weeks progressed, I found more and more respect for him. Tell them to talk about it. Decide what everyone thinks is best. Okay. But do me a, do me a favor, Mia. A big favor. What, Roger? If you do end up leaving... What do you mean, if? If you do leave, take Jess with you. I know, I know that's a lot to ask. He smirked. But she respects you, and I don't want to make her live in a place like this, especially without me. I bit my lip as the first tear slid down my cheek. Mia? I'll take care of her, Roger. Okay, I'll take care of her. Thank you. I could tell he was trying his hardest to keep his eyes open. But Mia, if you decide to stay, you should help run the zone. Go to everyone, and I mean everyone. I always thought you would make the best leader. <laughs> really, really. Why was he doing this to me? I wanted to bawl, but I fought it pushing all my feelings deep down. Anything else, Roger? I think Travis wants to talk to you too. I can go look for him and see- No, no, not right now. I'm, I'm tired, I think. I think I'm just gonna rest. I'm gonna sleep. I'll talk to him after, okay? Okay. He closed his eyes and continued with his slow, ragged breaths. I backed away from the cot, feeling hollow inside. With nothing left to say, I wiped my tears with the collar of my shirt, turned, and left the tent. End of All Hope Written and edited by Robert M. Lamb Starring Hope Ennis as Ava Adam Jetmore as Jay Jack Austin as Ambridge Gina Coyle as Kylie Evelyn as Brielle Ariel Hack as Mia Stacy Golden as Chris Michael Moman as Roger Brett Wilkins as Travis Reed Kreiner as Dana Corey Pettit as Jess, Jerry Swindle Jr. as Gail, Ian Feller as Hudson, and Gareth Thomas 
as Sammy, co-starring Mike Lenhart and Joseph Rodriguez. Music provided by Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com, Dylan Mixer at DMixMusic.com, and Eldridge Chachala of Nemesis Black at ReverbNation.com slash Nemesis Black. If you enjoy End of All Hope, visit sevenlamb.com for more podcasts such as this. And don't forget to rate and review. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. This has been a Seven Lamb production. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.